it's a good experience, especially with like, so we did the knockout sprint, and I don't think anybody had really ever done anything like that before, where we did the runner's choice with the map, and you got to choose which course you ran. I think that was really, really fun because it caught a lot of people out the map. It was so confusing. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Running Podcast, sponsored by MV and Straight Compasses. Uh, it's been a while, Will, mostly down to me, but how have nice. you been? Uh, not too bad. I am now running again. Woo! Successfully, not having any more relapses of injury, so that is good. I'm happy again and finally back on the men. so yeah, not bad. Hey, you are feeling loads much better than uh, than last couple of podcasts when you're just miserable, like not doing anything. Pretty injured. <laughs> We've been out in the forest. You've been out doing some any good events recently. I have been. Do, I've been. I've done a couple of cross country relays as a crash course on how to run again. Um, <laughs> I've been helping pre running some local OD courses for um, events that I'm away for in the coming weeks. So, yeah, no, back in the forest, back in the game. Finishing, doing some mapping for some training for the winter as well for um, next year's sprint season. So it's all go. Back in the swing of things. Yeah, we are. This whole episode is going to be about um, the M and W14 camp Lag and Lear um, that I was on a couple of weeks. Well, we will get to that in a bit. But you mentioned, um, you know, international races and particularly next year. We know we've got a sprint only world championships the first ever sprint only world championships and over the last few weeks um a lot of the elite runners headed to denmark where those championships will be for a special walk camp mm-hmm. uh racing around one of the highlights for me looked like this uh, the lego house in Bieland. have a little yeah. google to see if you know have some pictures of it because it's basically like a massive house made of kind of lego bricks but it's kind of futuristic but it's like huge lego bricks mm. so it just looks like they're all it's all made out of massive massive lego bricks it's hard to explain but the map was amazing and they were racing around that it looks like one of the funnest areas i think i've ever seen and i was kicking myself that i decided not to go <laughs> because it was it would have been worth it just for that yeah um and i think some very good results in the brits over there as well in the knockout races from mm. uh likes of grace malloy um chris Mavard as well chris Mavard, alice yep. leek was um, yep. back to fitness as well after she, I think she tore her Achilles back in August. So she's back to fitness. Chris Jones making a comeback and Sasha mm-hmm. Chaplin making mm-hmm. a comeback as well. With an, I think I saw an article in the, his local newspaper from near Aberdeen saying he's in for next year. So Sasha making a return Ooh. to the Orange scene. So Laying down go. some fast times. Yeah, there's, I think there were a few days of kind of training bits and bobs and then a kind of it almost ended with a, a few different kind of competitions and mm. the whole host of uh, names and a lot of kind of people who I think are across the nations who are trying to make a bid for getting selected for that sprint team. And I think we'll see a lot of new names. You know, we've seen a lot of names, um, new names on the international scene in the past um year basically really makes some big marks so i think they're trying yeah. to you know lay down some great results at the moment and but it's but it's pretty much you know end of season at the moment of course we've had the british champs recently had there's still a few kind of um more regional events going on and i think there's a couple of uh uk elite o league races in december 
There are, yeah. I think there's um, an event called the Lakeland Warrior on the 4th and 5th of December. Another one of these organised in conjunction with um, with Warrior OC and UK Elite League and Master Plan Adventure um, with Bill, um, Martin Bagnus leading the way on the areas and the courses. So last couple of ones that have been done have been an excellent mixture of you know, chasing start, middle distances, mass start, night races, that, that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, the series continues deep into the winter. So, with some, I think, quite a bit of night orienting at this one. So, should be good. One good reason plug. why uh, there's not been many podcasts recently is because I've been very busy sorting out um, the uh, SN Trophy. It's the first ever event I, on that scale that I've organised. Um, so, just been trying to get everything coordinated, getting all the volunteers there. Um, sorting out all the sign-up stuff and people wanting late starts and everything. So um, it's been intense. Like I have so much respect for people who organise this stuff on the regular because it's been a lot of work, but I'm so excited for everyone to actually come along to the event now and enjoy the area and everything as well. And the other reason why we've not had a podcast is because I, we went to Lag and Lear. I went to Lag and Lear um, coaching there. So it's a, it's a national training camp for um, M&W 14s. There's about 24 athletes who go. Uh, and I was there as one of the coaches. Um, so did a great full day's coaching on the Sunday uh, and the Monday. And then Monday night, I came down with one of the most horrendous illnesses I've had probably in my life was knocked out for about two weeks so basically didn't function for two weeks which is why all of this stuff that I've recorded from Lag and Lear has basically only just kind of managed to make it to air basically but it was despite me basically being in bed for over half of it it was still a fantastic week and I think genuinely one of the um the best group of juniors I've worked with uh, I mean they're, they're always amazing but this group particularly were just so keen so enthusiastic um the level of orienteering was really really great and they were just so you know they got on really really well with each other and with all of the coaches and everybody and it was just an, it was an absolute joy um to coach the whole the whole cohort and and my you know, I loved coaching my group of four that um that I was based with. So that was fantastic. Um, and Will, you've been on it. Um, you know, yeah. you were on that as a as an M14. I was on it as a W14, and um, it's like such a kind of kickstarter, I think, for a lot of people to kind of, you know, give them a lot of confidence and give them a lot of skills and practice in this tricky terrain that allows them to, you know, go on from there into yeah. whatever they want to do next in orienteering. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's where a lot of people form very early friendships, but very mm -hmm. key friendships what keeps them keeps them in the sport for the next few years as well. Of you know, seeing people at junior to regional championships or junior home internationals and you know, first forays onto national teams and that kind of thing. So it's yeah, it's, I think it's quite and even though not everyone can go there's only twenty four juniors from across the entire UK and Northern Ireland. Um but um, the it, it is very formational for you if you go on it as well. So I think it's yeah, very key for me. I don't know. I don't know if I was any good or I don't. I think I was. I don't think I was any better coming out of it than I was going into it. <laughs> well, I'd never even been to Scotland before I went to Lagunlea. Oh right. Well, <laughs> so I definitely it was a bit of a shock to the system mm. when I went, and um, I don't think I got any better 
you know, certainly, well, I think I probably got better in my orienteering, but my results didn't improve. My results probably got worse because everybody else then got better than me. But it yeah, doesn't really matter, to be honest. It was just a great experience being there and, yeah. and doing it and having that opportunity. So um, this is what it follows next is the, the snippets of audio that I have managed to record whilst being ill at Lagunalia. So um, I hope you enjoy the little flavour of the camp. And I think we're going to start off um, hearing from uh, Max Mobus, who was a joint coach with me in our little coaching group. So we've done our first day Lagunalia. It's been on Moor Valvi, doing all sorts of different um, courses, planned really, really brilliantly by Peter Dakin and just testing all sorts of things, trying to get a sense of how the athletes are doing. Are they good at compass? Are they good at uh, contours? Are they good at that? We've just had a little bit of a team debrief and um, Max, you're, in, you're my junior coach. Yep. Uh, how have you found the, just the, like the first day and you've never done you've never coached like I here before no, what's it been like n- never done any coaching at all but yeah so it was quite a new experience for me I had to get used to what I was doing while I was out there um, it was quite interesting seeing how juniors from kind of all sorts of different corners of the country dealt with terrain some of them were very familiar had run on there before you had others who probably never even seen contours like that so you definitely had a range of abilities but also I think even on the first day you could see people really getting stuck in and they were really enjoying it by the end in like the star relay and stuff yeah that was cool they were like running absolutely everywhere and like just cheering everybody on um why why are you here why did you say yes to come into coach uh something I've wanted to do pretty much since I was at Langley because I was (laughs) you know it was only three years ago but I was looking at all the junior coaches and just like that is something I would you know, I was quite inspired by everyone who was there when I was there. And mm. then I just felt, you know what, it's something I would quite like to give back or at least try to, to the best of my ability. And I also thought, you know, it's a camp in some beautiful areas, so why not? <laughs> it's dreamy. I mean, the forest today was gorgeous, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, how, so, I mean, it was still pretty early on in the camp. What is maybe... Is it things as expected as a junior coach? Is it is it as a well as just as a coach? Is it are things what you expect them to be, or are things a bit different? Yeah, I'd say it's been pretty similar. Maybe a bit more running than I was anticipating, but <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to shadow people and really just see how other people oriented. Because a lot of the time it's kind of a solo sport where you never see anyone, so it is nice to watch other people and how they go about different legs, etc. And do you think you're going to orienteer any differently after this week? Possibly. It might. Definitely in Scottish terrain, I reckon there will be tweaks I make. Because I found, honestly, when you're shadowing someone and you're having to kind of not just watch what you're doing, but also watch what they're doing, it kind of brings your focus in quite a lot. You know, I'm picking the details to see, oh, so then when I chat to them afterward, I can say, oh, you missed this, nor did you see this? And that's really helping me kind of pull out the contours from the map, etc. Yeah, I think you just, I mean, I think for me, it always gives me a kick up the backside every time I come to Lagunier because, and then for like the next few weeks, I feel like I'm orienteering really well because I'm actually doing all the yeah. things <laughs> I've got to tell all the others to do. Um, and normally I'm like not quite as good. Um, 
Because it's actually not at Lagomir this time. It's yeah. a bad Greece. And um, how are you finding that? How's it been? And, and it's been not in the middle of summer. It's been in October. Yeah, I think it's definitely a lot colder. I'm now shivering <laughs> in bed at night. But um, No! <laughs> it is nice, especially for me, to be in a different location. It kind of feels like a fresh experience. And then I don't think it'll affect the juniors, uh, the juniors too badly. They've got all the same areas, same coaches. It's just slightly different location. So... Yeah, yeah, hopefully it'll be all great for them. So, I mean, it's very early days. Would you come back if, uh, if they had you again, if Don asked you again? Yes, I would, I think. Yeah. I think it'd be a really cool experience to do multiple times, get to know everyone a bit better, can see how different years vary. It's always interesting. It's always interesting. And people get hooked on this, so... Uh, <laughs> you'll probably be back. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, we've just come back from Loch Var, day two of Lag and Lear, uh, and I'm sitting here with the fantastic control hanging team. We aced it, didn't we? Who have we yeah. got? Introduce yourselves. We've got Lizzie. This is Scarlett. And Pippa. Hey! hey. I just uh, dropped a tick. You just dropped a tick? <laughs> you found a tick? Yeah, it's the girl. So oh my God. And um, it was a few people's like first go at control hanging. Scarlett, was it your first go at control hanging? Mm, big control. Uh, no, no, it actually wasn't. It wasn't your first go um, control. Yeah, although it was my first in this kind of terrain. So we were in a different area to Loch Bar to usual. Um, how was it though out there? Pippa, how'd you find it? Uh, yeah, so usually the area that we're in, uh, it's kind of open, mostly all open actually, with a lot of heather. So we decided we'd change up. So this year we were in a kind of open, mixed open forest, a bit of green forest actually as well. Um, and some bits were super runnable compared to the usual place so hopefully the athletes preferred that over what they could have got yeah i think they will find it pretty tough but they don't know the worst option that was yeah, the other of long part to be honest although there was one section that was really rough the bottom the bit pippa hang the bottom like the left quarter was very rough and lots of fallen trees and lots of them struggling to get over everything and running they're complaining they couldn't run enough <laughs> <laughs> no it was really tough uh do people have highlights of today is he have a highlight uh, yeah probably just following like all the people and shadowing them and getting to know their specific orienteering type like how they read the map and stuff and how it's different to how i do it how how is it different give me an example probably like tommy just runs he'll look at the map once at the start of the leg and then just runs without looking at it what do you remember the whole thing yeah he did oh that God. for a good three or four legs on one of the runs <laughs> and just sort of remembered the whole thing and i don't understand how and <laughs> <laughs> um, highlight from you scarlet um it was really nice hearing some of the juniors talking about they were working on or saying that they were working on the things that we told them yesterday that they needed to improve on and it was really satisfying when you follow someone that spikes every control and picks good lines through the terrain and doesn't do lots of bananas. Yeah, well, you didn't have to follow them through a bush. Yeah. <laughs> highlight from you, Pippa? Uh, I think the highlight was just um, the area, actually, because when we got there this morning to control hang, it was literally just us four in the forest, and you kind of looked up, and there was, I don't know which mountain it was, maybe Munro, just like a really great view out. And then later on, when the sun was out, uh, following, shadowing people on the kind of open area, it was just, like, super nice. Um, and we've just been really lucky with the weather so far, so... Uh, I'm hoping it stays that way. Yeah, fingers crossed. And uh, Lizzie and Scarlett, you, it's your first time coaching at Lag and Lear. It is. Why, why did you say yes or why did you volunteer to do this? 
Well, Don asked me, and he said there weren't many coaches. Any <laughs> so you're like, if you're really desperate, okay, I guess. Plus, so. <laughs> plus the terrain up here. I mean, you don't get the opportunity to yeah. like yeah. come up here for a week. It's good for experience. Yeah, and I haven't really coached that much, and I think I yeah. enjoy it quite a lot. So. I enjoy it as well. Is it what you thought it would be? Mm, it's a lot harder work. Yeah. Lots, <laughs> lot of, well, the coaching itself. Days. The coaching itself is like really rewarding, yeah. but the amount of sort of briefing and yeah. meetings and. <laughs> Yeah, what kind of, what kind of length days have you been have we been doing? What sort of seven thirty to ten thirty? Yeah. yeah. And I think you, yesterday you said you had like about twenty minutes to yourself or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, I'd say less. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's only day two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're already gonna we're gonna be knackered. It's only just begun. <laughs> it's only just begun. Oh well, we're enjoying it. What's coming up tomorrow? Tomorrow we're off to the beach, we're off to Rose Isle, oh. um, so it's like an hour and a bit drive but I think it's worth it, mm. um, so lots of sand dunes, intricate contours, really runnable, uh, really runnable yeah. yeah compared to the They'll previous get less few days, time, yeah so hopefully yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's genuinely more my favourite area I think mm. ever so yeah, I'm, really I'm so excited to go. Yeah. So I never actually made it to Rose Isle, to my favourite area, because that's the night I came down pretty ill. But everybody else luckily got there. Looks like they had a great time. And then at the end of the camp, I caught up with a lot of the different juniors to find out how they'd found the week. First of all, here's Kira and Freya. I think my favourite part was the peg race. Because um, you won. Yeah, because I won. And also mainly because I enjoyed seeing like how different people when they went different ways and if they were going, there was a lot of people like they went too fast and went right past where the control was. And I didn't, which I guess made me feel quite good. Um, <laughs> um, and then when they all came back into it, it was quite funny because they all looked at me like, what are you doing? And I was like, doing it right. <laughs> um, but yeah. I like the peg race as well, it was very fun. And Rosal, all of Rosal and Corbin as well and making new friends, yeah. And I think Rosal especially helped with like my simplification because I understood a lot more that actually I don't need all of it at all. I just need, if there's a big feature near the control, just run to that and then you can navigate off that instead of yeah. trying to pick off a little. Or and also things. like using that, if you've got, if you have simplified it and you just know you have to run to the big hills using that time to plan ahead and yeah, knowing where you're going to, how you're going to leave the control and what you're going to do after that before you get yeah. to the control. That's what I learned most as well. Yeah, and also noticing big features and stuff like that. And, but not getting injured, that was sad. Because <laughs> I love Corbin. But we did Traco. Traco. That's great. We walked up and down and had to see the controls that were, we could see. It actually worked quite It a did lot. actually work. We saw lots. So that was fun. What else do you really I like the Kaylee. Kaylee. I mean, I like the Kaylee. The Kaylee, oh, Kaylee that was, was really fun. Playing football against the National Biathlon team. What, and when you got injured? When, before I got injured, playing against the National Biathlon team. We were all just like cheering each other on, like, go Ben! Mostly just Ben and Merle, no one else really did anything. I think it was pretty good at defence. That was true. And Harry was in goal. All of his limbs just blocking everything. <laughs> the sprints, I actually really enjoyed the sprint relay around here. Yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed, enjoyed the sprint. I didn't really like the other bit as much, but the one around here was really yeah. fun. I enjoyed cheering people on the other bit. I felt so proud because I knew three cr controls ahead at every control. Like I had, I was three controls ahead. Three, three. Okay, I, know. I was so proud of myself. That's quite a lot. So that was fun. And there was one control where, because I thought I'd, I'd planned ahead to the next one, but then a, a fence confused me, and I got to it, and I was like, where am I meant to be going? Because I'd forgotten about what um, my plan was, because I'd gone and got confused by the fence. But yeah. <laughs> well, on the other one, I folded my map, so I went to number thirteen instead of yeah, number three because yeah. the one was 
behind the fold. But you noticed. You noticed I did notice. Going. I did notice. Because the control didn't match my description thingy. I can't remember what's going on. Next up, I sat down with Isaac and James to find out their views of the week. One of the best things that we've done this week is just being in lots and lots of new places, lots and lots of like interesting features, like contours and things that you wouldn't get in areas that like you'd normally run on. And I think it's a good experience for just like confidence on new areas, and it's really really helped in orienteering. It's really helpful. I, I know it's obvious, but we've met a bunch of new, really good orienteers our age as well, and had that experience, which has helped us learn from other people around us, not just ourselves and coaches. Uh, I think all of the like social stuff, like so we've done like fun things in groups and we did the KD obviously, and everything. There's been like good active fun activities it's all been really really fun because everybody is so friendly and nice and it's really really good that and as you said before um going to all the new areas and just seeing every like all this different squash trains and some great coaching <laughs> yeah. Especially by Nick. Great coach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the coaching has been really helpful though, especially like the debriefing in coaching groups. That is helpful because you sort of learn the coach's techniques and also other people. It's um it's it's good. You get good tips. And all the prepping for the day like after, so for today we did the prepping for it and we had talked through it all, geek the maps, that was all good because a lot of people, including me, haven't done it before. So. Yeah, and I think also, like, it's a good experience, especially with, like, so we did the knockout sprint, and I don't think anybody had really ever done anything like that before, where we did the runner's choice with the map, and you got to choose which course you ran, and I think that was really, really fun, because it caught a lot of people out. The map was so confusing. Everybody was running in different directions, and it was really fun. And here's what Kate and Lottie thought of the week at Lagunier. I really enjoyed like meeting new people and actually getting to know everyone that likes the same sport you do because when you're at school no one really knows what orienteering is and everyone knows it, everyone loves it and it's really nice to be able to talk to people. Well, orienteering wise I really enjoyed the sprints. I haven't done a lot of sprints. I, I, I prefer forests, so I, I don't know, the sprints weren't my favourite thing, I preferred all the different training exercises we did and the variety that we did in those. Even though I've been to quite a few of these forests, like having a different perspective of being there with lots of different people and hearing their ideas as well as just what you would do, because if you're just running around it on your own, you're going to see and pick up different things and if you're in a group with other people. Um, I, I can't remember what it's called, but the place we went on the first day was definitely my favourite. More of a, yeah, I like that. I did like that as well, I think, because it, well, as I say, I think it's probably because it's at the start of the week where I was running the best. Yeah, yeah, that's the same as also. Also, it's the, I think it's the only area I hadn't been to before, and so it was, a, like, totally new, and but I really like Rosal also. I think that's my favourite from most people, because the ridge is really nice, it's really nice looking forest. I've got one question for Kate. You um, maybe of all of the juniors had more, most of an idea how how Lag and Lear would be because you've been along to some of the when we were out on Rosal in previous years. Yeah. 
So how, you know, what, what was it, what did you imagine it would be like and is it the same as what you thought it would be? Well, so every time I've been there, I've always thought everyone was so much older and so much faster and so much better and then when you get there, it actually just feels quite normal. You just like kind of hang around with people your age. It's really fun. It's, 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 even though it's really technical and challenging, it's quite relaxed. Like, you feel quite included with everything at the same time and I just, I don't know, in the other ones I've also been looking, looking onto it, being part of it. It's really cool. It's really good. Yeah. And finally, time to sit down with a couple more coaches, Johnny Hooten and Nick Jarvis. I want to know, I want to know um, <coughs> how this lag and lear is different to previous lag and You've both done lag and lears before quite a lot. So how has this one compared to other ones? Johnny, you can go first. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for me this one, uh, has been one of the best ones in a long time because everyone has turned up and given pretty much 100% every day. Even though we've had some injuries along the way, they've still wanted to be involved in stuff, they've still wanted to go out, they've still wanted to, to help. Um, and I think it's just been such a positive atmosphere throughout the whole camp, um, with everyone being involved and everyone's been friendly between everyone and the friendship groups I think has, has been really strong as well. They've, they've been an absolute delight with this. Apart from uh, certain people. Like, <laughs> um, well I certainly agree with everything Johnny said there. Um, yeah, it's been, in some ways it's been very similar to a lot of other lagging layers. Um, if we were in a different location. Um, which has in some ways been quite a nice change for the coaches probably. Juniors may not realise or not. Um, yeah, it's been quite. It's been a good year to coach. We've had the usual yeah. list of injuries by the end of the week. That's definitely happened. It's quite a long list this normal. year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe been well. The weather hasn't been completely worse. I'd say it's been better than well I was expecting. That's for yeah. sure. I think we were all expecting it to be yeah bouncing down every single day. Yeah. To be fair and cold. Um, so yeah. So we've been very lucky with the weather <laughs> uh, in that regard. And would you rather go back here, Badagooish, next year, or rather go back to Lagunlea next year? It's already been booked at Lagunlea, but if you could book it, if you were in charge, where would you put it? I would book Badagooish, but have all the lodges in one circle, so you don't have lots of walking. That's true. Yeah, that's the one thing I think we've, we've lagged this year, is that little bit of an atmosphere of the camp. Like, normally with Lagunlea, when we take Lagunlea, we tend to take it over. Even though there are still people around, we tend to feel like that is our base. Whereas this has been been very open and very there's lots of there's not lots of people around, but there's been other people around and it's been a bit. Mm. I think it doesn't help that it's like um, colder and the weather hasn't been as good because normally I think every all the juniors just spend the whole time outside pretty much all their free time is spent yeah. outside with of course. <laughs> you can probably hear the rain like hasn't done that uh, here at all so. Um, yeah, so you're saying Badagush, but all the, all the lodges together. Yeah. Like yeah. A little group over by lodge. Yeah, yes. there's like a little group of four over there. I agree. I think that'll be a good mm. idea. We all just right. need a hall at Lag and Lear so that we can continue the tradition of a Kaylee now. I know, yeah. the Kaylee yeah. was such a good idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that came from the that came from the juniors, wasn't it? Yeah. Whose idea was mm. it? Me, Kate. You yeah, and Kate, Fro and Kate. Nice. Good stuff. So thanks to everybody who spoke to me during Lagan there, all of the coaches, all of the juniors, and um, here's to next year's um, 
tour which is already being organized we're already thinking about the dates and oh, wow and everything now and who's going to go and all that well not not who's going to go in terms of the juniors but who's going to go in terms of the um coaches and stuff as well it's fantastic do, do you have an idea of the selection races that will form part of that as yet no okay i don't sure keep an eye on published. the j ross website yeah. is the best thing to do um for selection races for that obviously this last year it was basically all known form and it's a big part of it is your um junior regional squad will pop you forwards um if they yeah. think you are the right standard and um they were pretty good this year everybody was everybody fully deserved to be there they were uh, they could cope with all the demands of the scottish terrain <laughs> well i think that's the way of every sport now it seems to be younger and younger every year so maybe these juniors will be they'll be at walk in two years mm -hmm. time <laughs> right. But speaking of world champs, Catherine, um, I was wondering, and maybe it's a question for the listeners as well, have the WOC organisers made a mistake? Uh, I think they may have made a mistake right. in using the Lego house uh, too early and that they should have yes. actually used it for the world championships yes. to showcase orienteering, to you know, capture everyone in the world's imagination of what mm -hmm. orienteering can be, what it can do, the technicalities of navigation around an iconic brand such as lego and that actually they missed a huge opportunity there yeah that would have been amazing to like cap lego off medals the, you know the um the what what could it, you know coming up they should have done the knockout sprint there that would have been a great like mm. tv moment if internationally you know it's such so recognizable yeah. um there, I can't think of any other like brand things. They should do it in a theme park though. That would be amazing. A theme park. Can you imagine would be them doing cool. it? And in fact, have I heard of there being in the past an event at like Disneyland Paris? Disneyland would be good. That would yeah. be really cool. Uh, the only other one I could think, and it's only because I saw a map on my Instagram, I think, in the last week, which is a map of the um, Forbidden City in Beijing, yes. um, which looked pretty cool. And there were lots of kind of uh, dead ends and interesting bits. But actually, it's a cool place to be, but I'm not sure the orienteering would be that great. What you want is something with some good levels or some good, mm. good mappable levels. Uh, and not not just like ridiculous loads of levels. In fact, that makes me think like they should do some indoor orienteering. I I've really enjoyed oh. the Stockholm Indoor Cup that I've done once. So imagine having a World Championships in that. That would be amazing. Oh, that's poor. <laughs> Maybe that may be too intense. I think, judging by what I've heard and seen of Stockholm Indoor Cup, um, and the scale of the mistakes that World Champions Oof. have made. Oh yes. <laughs> Yes, I think it would be quite entertaining, at least. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure I would have. I beat some like national team runners when I did it. Before. Mm. Yeah, it strips like all of the physical advantages, doesn't it, yeah. and just puts it down to navigation yeah. and um, problem solving and puzzle yeah. solving. It's amazing. But I feel like there maybe some of these sun um, suno tour events in Marrakesh. Ooh. That'd be quite or Sharm El Sheikh. They'd be really quite unique. Um, but yeah, maybe that, maybe that's one. Maybe people can you know message in and see if they can think of any in more inventive places yeah. where we could have it. Maybe if there's somewhere that if know, access no issue, you know, yeah. organisation no issue, whatever. Where should we go? Some of these on the mock camp, and um, I remember 
I think I missed it a couple of years ago, but they oriented in some of the old um, hillside Dolomite forts, which were created during the First World War on the Austro-Italian border. Oh, wow. That, that looked really crazy. That's cool. Headlamp I can imagine some catacombs or some caves or something mm. like that would be amazing. That, that would be good. That should, def- that should definitely happen. That should definitely yeah. happen. Well, yes, we are... Um, at the running podcast on most of our socials so do let us know um but that is i think pretty much it for uh today's podcast um will do you have a little message from envy and straight compasses oh yes i've actually i've used envy orienteering shoes in their actual in their desired as, in their desired way as an orienteering okay shoe. as opposed <laughs> to doing cyclocross yeah well as done. opposed to doing cyclocross first the, the will does cyclocross series is on a slight hiatus now while i start learning to run again um but it will return at some point i promise um just you know for me falling flat on my face again um anyway i digress uh yes orienteering shoes that's what i use them for at the compass sport cup final so the league final of all of the clubs in great britain we call it compass sport cup final sponsored by compass sport magazine and it was up in tankersley in sheffield and it's an area with a lot of bell mining pits for mining of iron ore back in the 18th 19th century uh, so this means you know almost like a similar to cast terrain but on a very minute scale so uh, lots of steep banks that you had to go up and um, go down really quite a bit muddy slippery that kind of thing and definitely noticed I was wearing the F1 shoe the Dobbs that shoe Dobbs yep yep um, alongside Alex Carcass who I uh, caught up and any time went up a steep bank he had absolutely no grip in whatever he was wearing and I had fantastic grip of mine and was dropping him um, up all of these steep uphills which was great for my ego because then on the downhills he'd catch me back up because he was fitter oh. but, oh. <laughs> but on any of any of the uphills I was actually really I was actually really quite amazed and surprised about the level of grip that I had and was just sailing up these no problem at all so um yeah Stuff. Where, can, where can people get hold of those? They can get them from um, Mary Fleming, who is the UK distributor. And if you want to get in contact with her to speak to um, her about any of the shoes available and compasses as well from Straight Compasses, it is nvstraight.uksales at gmail.com. That's n-v-i-i-s-t-r and the number eight dot uksales at gmail.com. Thanks very much, Will. And uh, we will be back, well, who knows when, hopefully a couple of weeks, but uh, don't hold us to it, um, with another episode, hopefully looking into some of the new uh, talent squad uh, systems, how that's been new for uh, this coming season. So we will be back then. Mm